Greetings, sister. Are you ready to perform the ritual? I, I suppose I'm not entirely sure what I'm doing, but... Light the candles. Okay. Um, yep, the candles are lit. Prepare the incense. I, um, I've lit the incense. Now we must bring forth the offerings. First, the hair dye. Okay, um, well, there's there's one tub of blue and one tub of green. Bring forth the selection of Legend of Zelda games. Um, well, I've, I've got pretty much every one here. Uh, I don't have the CDI games, and uh, Zelda 2's a bit hit and miss, but I hope that this is enough of them to, to work. This should do fine, sister. Have you the tentacles? Oh, that that I can do. That I can do. I was very excited about this part. And the My Chemical Romance albums. Had them on standby, ready to go. Have you the glow sticks? Indeed I do. Do you wish for them to be pre-broken and glowing, or not yet broken and glowing? Not yet broken and glowing. I think the candles will do. Okay. Now, the ultimate chocolate cheesecake. Place it there in the middle. Here we go. It's it's being placed in the middle. What, 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 pray tell, does this ritual do? Come forth, O queer and pleasant strangers. Strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Cake Dale. And I'm not Jane Eris Magnet. And, and we've been summoned here from the depths of the netherworld somehow. Indeed. We we weren't gonna do a podcast, <laughs> and then, you know, someone did a ritual, and now we are bound to this mortal plane of podcasting for eternity or until someone dispels the summoning circle. Yeah, hopefully someone will clear the circle by the end of the episode. Well, hopefully so. I've got other podcasts in my life I need to record. <gasps> You're seeing other podcasts? I, 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 I've been seeing other podcasts since before this podcast began. I mean, to be fair, I am also seeing other podcasts. <laughs> How has your week been, Jane? Uh, not bad. It was looking a bit ropey at the beginning there. I was a bit like... <laughs> but now I'm feeling just a bit... I've spent most of this week feeling pretty ill. Yeah, I've had a lingering thing for like eight days. I it's thought not I had whatever it was you had, but I seem to be much better now. You, you, you were like ill and back down in like a day. Uh, I think it was the decision to have a really early night last night. Yeah, that probably helped. Um, it, it's helped me. I'm feeling better. I'm, I'm not gonna have to be like trying to do skits this week and going. Can't do the voice. Probably. Jane, Jane, carry the character. Ja- Jane, carry the uh, Car- the electronic actors. Yeah, carry, carry this for me. My voice is dying. But I think I think I'm doing better this week. We'll and see when we get to Barry. Like. Yeah, we had we had a nice fun week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went and saw a friend for their birthday. Yeah, we did some Laser Quest. I've yeah. not done Laser Quest in fucking decades. Do we want to talk about Laser Quest and bowling in that first segment of the show? I, I guess so. They are things we played. So yeah, what have we, we played this week. What have we played this week? Well, we went to a friend's birthday party and we played some Laser Quest, Laser Tag, Quasar, whatever you want to call it. I don't know what. It was definitely Laser Quest brand Laser Quest. Laser Quest brand Laser. Laser Quest, and we did some bowling, which are things neither of us have done in a At while. At least a decade, in my case. Yeah, no, the I did a Laser Questy type thing once, like two years ago, with my roller derby people, but it's not a thing I've done commonly in a long time. I used to go to Laser Quest, or at least hang out at Laser Quest, pretty much every night between the ages of 
like 13 and 16. Yeah. So it's probably been about two decades how, since how, I lost How was it coming back to the world of lasers? It was... They, they, they barely changed the packs at all. They're just more transparent than they used yeah. to be. So for anyone who's not aware of this concept, it's basically you, you have a gun. It, it shoots... It points a little laser pointer. If you can hit someone on the chest or the back or the gun or the shoulders... They lose some points and you gain some points and it does a big vibrate and it flashes and everyone runs around a big room trying not no to get running. shot. Everyone runs though. Mm. Like they say no run. My favourite thing was uh, the, the instructional video was like no running and then the guy who was running it was like safety running. No running dot 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 except like you can run but if one of you gets hurt we then have to stop the running. Yeah. So everyone was doing some running. But... There's a little bit of safety running. Yeah. It's a light jog rather yeah. than a full-on... It's not a full-on sprint. You're not going to like turn a corner and smash someone's face in with your gun I did run into a wall at one point. I did watch you run into a That's wall. because you were chasing me. <laughs> That's why you watched. You were in our side of the base and you tried there to run away. There were no sides to the base. It was a free uh, your, your team were very much... Encroaching on your territory, well. staying in one side, and we were basing ourselves in another. We we definitely had I sides. What, I don't know what the rest of my team were up to. I was trying to get around as much as possible, make sure you were oh. harried wherever you were. Oh no, your Flanked. team, your team were like hunkered on the other side of the pl- the base and not really moving. Oh yeah, I was paying no attention to any of that. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. <clears throat> I I always forget how fun Laser Quest can be. Yeah, we did good, and like. Um, birthday boy came first. You, I came second. You came third. Uh, overall score, but your team won. So my team won, and also I didn't start until like two or three minutes in. So I think coming third, I think I did all right. I think you did, especially when you consider the fact that somebody. Also, I think the other reason you won is that somebody on our team, their gun wasn't working, and they didn't know. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> that may have helped. The but, average you know. score between the top three was like six hundred and fifty, six hundred and thirty. Yeah. And she scored sixty-five. <laughs> well, well, it's all right. It's all right. We had a we had a really good time. Well, we have. Yeah. Then we did some bowling. We did some bowling. I I do not bowl well. I do not bowl well either. Um, the first the first round of ten of ten we played more. I I, I had more gutter balls than times that I hit any of the pins. Practice makes pervert. Indeed. I, I got better. I did better on the second game. Mm-hmm. Um, my whole side hurts, and I don't know if that's because I'm not used to throwing a big heavy ball. Yeah, I've not had to sling balls around for a while. Oh no, it's been a while since we've slung around some balls. Indeed. Um, yeah, I had the same problem. Like, my butt hurt on my left-hand side Yeah. like, a couple of days after that. And I was like, what the hell has that done? It's only one side. And then yeah. since you got it as well, I was like... Maybe it was the bowling. Yeah, because I went out dancing at the weekend, and I'd assumed it was that, but considering that you had it as well, I was like, oh, it's bowling. We, we're we getting too old to bowl. Too old, and, 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 and our bodies are not used to yeah to those things. All that muscle wastage and, and bones hollowing themselves out. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, with that out of the way, what else did you play this week, Jane? I played some of that uh, Yoshi's Crafted World. We oh, played yeah. together. We played a bit together, so we both played through the eShop demo that yeah. uh, was made available after the Nintendo mm. Direct last week, and then I played a couple of other levels at Nintendo's offices. Mm. So do you want to talk about your thoughts first? It's very pretty and cute and adorable, and I like the the like the just 
the built built nature of the world. Like yeah. it's all sort of upcycled bits of cardboard and Coke cans and things. It's and... all so cute, isn't it? Yeah. It's they've really done a great job of selling the tangibility of the world and mm. like yeah, no, I I believe that this is made of like straws and recycled biscuit boxes. Yeah, it's one thing Nintendo have been doing really well, I've noticed, with like Mario Party as well, their textures are really oh, spot on. That's the thing. Nintendo's always been really good at like level of visual polish where even though their games tend to be like lower resolution than their competitors, they put a lot of detail into the texture work mm. so that like they have really interesting art styles that make you forget that it's a graphically yeah. less technical game. Yeah. And I think that that does them really well. And I, I think Yoshi's Crafted World really plays that very well. And I, mm. I love like, just the idea that you could technically build all of these levels yourself IRL. Yeah, like there's a few of them that I saw and there were some really interesting ideas. So skipping ahead a little bit to the levels I played at Nintendo, mm. there was one that was set in sort of like a ninja fortress and they the way they did uh, bamboo was they had green straws that they'd sort of cut open slightly oh. and peeled down so that they looked like bamboo. I was like, cool. it's really interesting crafty ideas. Like, they were throwing shuriken stars that were just folded up paper. I know how to make those. Yeah! yeah. They were throwing those for their shuriken. It, It's just a really adorable little world. Yeah, I, I would like to see more of that. And, and it was fun um, riding each other around. Yeah, we played in co-op. And... Yeah, and, and just getting used to the controls a bit. And yeah. Yoshi's little little um, high jumps. <laughs> it, it's got some of the same problems I always have with Yoshi games. Um... I feel like the, considering her, you need to collect eggs to be able to fire projectiles, and particularly considering this game is so intent on you finding things hidden in the environment, I found I either had not enough eggs, or for two players having all of the, like, having full eggs, there was a bit too much going on. The only other thing that I found annoying with the eggs was the fact that when you jump on the other player, even by accident, you yeah. lose all your eggs. Yes. So there's there's a few there's a few things that I'm not super keen on, but I don't think any of them would be enough to dissuade me from enjoying this game. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, I played a couple of additional levels at um, Nintendo's offices, and a couple a couple of things. So you know that going backwards through the level, seeing the back of all the textures, the trying to find doggos. yeah the little baby doggos. That's the structure of every one of those reverse levels. Mm -hmm. Which uh, I'll see if that gets boring or not, or whether that stays interesting. The thing with that it's... was they didn't tell us what the time limit was. Yeah, there was a time limit to get a bonus reward, but they didn't tell you up front. It was just a timer ticking. Um, and then at the end, it's like ah, if you did it within this time, you would have got a thing. Oh, yeah, thanks, game. There's there's a few <clears throat> things where this game like maybe expects you to play levels that aren't particularly difficult more than once to get a hundred percent. Like, uh, there was one level I played at Nintendo where mm, three quarters of the way through the level there was a somewhat difficult challenge, and if you fail to do it on your first attempt, you can't do it again until you restart the level. So it's like, oh, if you want 100% this level, you're going to have to play the first three quarters of this level a lot, several times until you beat that bit of challenge. I'm like, I'm not so keen on that. But the design is really good. Um, some of the later levels had really interesting uh, world design that made really good use of the sort of 3D diorama with layers to it aspect of mm. things. And... 
the only other thing I want to say is I had a I did play a level where you get to ride on a big doggo, and you know how normally when you ride on an animal in like like when Mario rides Yoshi, mm-hmm. you you're sort of locked onto Yoshi's back, yeah. and rather like the way you would move if you're Mario on Yoshi's back is. You put the analog stick to the left, and Yoshi will run to the left. It feels like you're controlling the person whose feet are on the floor. Yes. That's not how this game does it. Right. Yoshi jumps on Poochie's back, and then when you try and, like, change direction, Yoshi still walks. He walks slightly in that direction on Poochie's back, and then Poochie changes direction. Makes it really easy to accidentally fall off. And I don't know if that's a deliberate design decision because, like, Aww. because when you jump on another Yoshi's back in co-op, you you do lock in yeah. place. So I can't entirely nail down why that's a thing, and I'm curious. My my worry right now is, hmm, this game's trying to do a lot of things, and is it maybe not going to be spectacular at all of the assorted things it throws at you. Mm. I hope that's not the case, and I might be worrying too early, but it's just a thing that I'm like, this is the first time you threw me a mechanic that isn't your core movement set for Yoshi, and something just didn't feel right about it. Yeah. And I'm cautiously keeping an eye on that. Okay. But, yeah, this is a very cute game. Mm. I would highly recommend people check out that eShop demo. It's fairly easy, but... I can say that levels do get more difficult. I've played more difficult levels of it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the only other thing I've had a chance to play this week was Tetris 99. Yeah, I've played some of that as well. I know. Yeah. How are you digging it? Oh, I'm really digging that game. Yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, Tetris 99 is a Tetris Battle Royale. You and 98 other people play Tetris, and it's the last Tetris player standing wins. And... It's quite fun, isn't it? It's not yeah, bad um, for a free game. Yeah, um, exactly. Like, it's Tetris, yay. It's free Tetris, yay. It's a Battle Royale. Well, they're popular right now. Yeah. And it's a Battle Royale that hasn't just been rushed out, or maybe it has, but even if it's been rushed out, it's still damn good. Yeah, so there's a few things I kind of like about it compared to other Battle Royales. Mm-hmm. I like that there's nowhere to hide. You just have to kind of get on and play the game. Yeah. Uh, too often when I play things like Fortnite, I will be like, find a good gun, hide in a spot, run between hiding spots, and try not to die. Yeah. Whereas here, it's like, you can constantly see, target, and be targeted by anyone. Mm-hmm. You have to just get good at it. Get good. Yeah, you gotta get good. Um, I, yeah, I just, I really like it. I've, I've been quite enjoying now that I understand some of the mechanics of how you attack other players a bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, because your options are you can either select players to attack manually, or you can target whoever's close to getting closest to getting knocked out. Who is probably the best player that you want to maybe eliminate before you get to the end? And do you want to attack the people who are attacking you so that you can sort of defend yourself and get some breathing room? Mm. It's a really interesting set up to it. And you're doing really well because you came second in your first, like I, one of your first I, few games. One of one of my games I managed to get second. I've not won around yet. Um fairly consistently I can get to the top 10 sure. and that's where it all starts to fall apart for me, but I've not had much time with it, but like I'm yeah, it's it's more Tetris. Yeah. It's a very different style of play to playing solo or even sort yeah. of two player. You need to like sometimes deliberately save 
line clears ready, because if you can do, say, a Tetris, it'll prevent incoming damage coming into you. Mm -hmm. So you need to sometimes, like, deliberately not go for those. Um, yeah, you need at least two line clears to sort yeah. of clear out some of that garbage, or to throw garbage yeah. somewhere else. And you realistically don't want to be going above halfway up the screen, because, like, garbage can add up really quickly, and if you can't yes. get down to where it is and start clearing it out, mm -hmm. you're going to get fucked over really quick. Real fucking Yeah. You need to be, like, within a few Tetris blocks of, like, getting back down to the bottom. Mm -hmm. Just for your own safety if someone targets you. Yeah. But, yeah, it's been a real fun one. Oh. Thank, thank you. More of this, Nintendo. Give us, like... <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's a free game for people who have their online subscription. This feels like better value than giving us NES ROMs that you've already sold us multiple times. Yeah. I would be very excited to see Nintendo do more things like this where they go to companies and go, we'll give you some money, just make us a small thing that can be for free for people who have this service. Hmm. Uh, you played anything else? Basically, I mean, I played a bit more Saints Row 3, but I think I covered all of my thoughts on that really last week. Yeah. Maybe I need to find another open world game. <laughs> uh, I played one other thing this week. Mm -hmm. I started playing the demo on Switch for a game called Demon X Machina, which Ooh. is that sort of uh, mech flyy game that has been in the last couple of Nintendo Directs. Yeah. Um, I'm not so sold on it. No. Um, maybe it's just a poor demo. The demo doesn't explain things terribly well. Um, it's kind of a slower-paced mech game than I was expecting from some of the trailers. Mm. Uh, a lot... It's... Everything feels very weighty. It feels like your attacks do a lot of damage. It's got a nice level of customization, both for your pilot and for your mech. Um, both visually and in terms of, like, ways you can upgrade them. Ways you can choose to load out, like, do you want a shield or do you want a sword or do you want a big gun or do you want an arm... Missile, cannon, mm. lots of nice uh, stuff like that. Um, it controls a little unintuitively. It took me a bit to get used to it. Um, mm. Like you hold down B to rise your mech up, but if you're if you stop pressing that, it will slowly start to come back down again. Okay. Or you click in the left stick to fly down. It's right. It it works. It's just like it wasn't intuitive. Um, the thing that put me off this demo, and it's probably just a problem with the demo, is your mech can be destroyed in combat. And that's not the end of combat. You can end up just your mech pilot with your weapons on the ground. And I was like, okay, well, it's not giving me a game over when my mech's destroyed, so clearly I can do something. So I tried, like, shooting at the mechs with my gun. Seemed pretty ineffective. Tried to, like, can I repair my mech? Couldn't seem to. Tried finding other fallen mechs on the battlefield and going, can I get in a different mech? Nope. I just couldn't work out what I was supposed to do once my mech was destroyed and I was stuck on the ground. Spectator mode, maybe? Maybe. But it's a single-player game, though. Oh, okay. It's, yeah. So, like, maybe it was just the game not giving me clear instructions on what to do, but I tried, like, I got to the third of four levels in the demo, and I'd been... You know, it was a little slower than I'd expected. It was a little cumbersome, but I had been really enjoying it. Mm. And this happened two, three times on attempting this same level. I would get, like, a good chunk of the way in, accidentally have my mech destroyed, and be unsure how to continue and have to restart the level. And I gave up on it at that point, because I was like, the 
I tried doing some cursory Google searches, couldn't find anyone who had had the same problem who could explain the answer to me. Uh, at some point I might just tweet and go, hey Twitter, what does do? anyone <laughs> know what I do? And maybe I will get back into it, but mm. when you've got a four level, level demo and the third level I get confused about how to progress and can't work it out, I'm like, eh, this is not a great start yeah. for me learning a game. Mm. Like, that seems like a fairly cool mechanic, your mech has been destroyed, you are now on foot, that you should probably explain to the player. I feel like we need New Zone of the Enders. Yeah, <laughs> we do. We need to play that remaster on the PS4 at some point. I didn't realise they'd remastered it. <laughs> they have. It's got Ooh. VR support. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, I think that's everything I've played this I think week. That's everything we've played, yeah. Well, so. <gasps> time for this. Ooh. Well, howdy. Come on down to Billy Bob and Joel Bob's Cat Cafe. We corral all the wildest kitty cats around town and bring them together in one hot spot. That's right, you can come on down and get yourself a nice old tin of beans and stroke some kitties. However, the most important rule of the West, don't disturb the kitties if they're trying to take a nap. That's right, if you see a cat doing a sleep, don't you go trying to pet it now. Indeed, come down to 104 Big City Avenue Meet all of our kitty cats. With Billy Bob and Jim Bob, we got all the kitty cats. Raw your kitty cat needs. Hello, and welcome back to our program. Now, you may have seen our adverts all around the internet. We've got that one good health trick that experts don't want you to know coming up right now. That's right. This week uh, we have a very, very important uh, health tip. This is the secret health tip that anti-vax mums don't want you to know. Get well in just a few easy steps. Right, okay. Here's the thing. First step, go to the doctor. Step two, get your vaccine. Step three, take your medicine. This one silly trick will have anti-vax mums everywhere screaming. But also, you won't be dying of preventable diseases. Indeed. Just, just take your meds. Just take your meds. It's, that's the secret. Herd immunity, people. Only works if we do this one silly trick. <laughs> Only if we work like an actual herd. Moo. So, <gasps> what have you watched? Oh, I watched a thing with you this week. We watched the Nintendo Direct. We did watch the Nintendo Direct. I thought that was a pretty good Nintendo Direct. Yeah, I was excited. There was, there was things on there was like, yeah, I want to play that. I want to play yeah. that. Play they, that. Yeah, they were like, um, they opened with Mario Maker 2, where I was yeah. like, yeah, I enjoyed the first one. I will take more Mario Maker on the Switch. I hear it has ramps now. It's got ramps now. Um, they closed with Link's Awakening, getting a Switch port, which I've seen some people not into that art style, but I think it looks really fucking cute. It kind of reminds me of... Um... Like Minish Cap? It's it's Minish Cap, but almost a little claymation-ish. Yeah. Like, it doesn't look like claymation, but you know what I mean? It's got that feel of claymation. It's that, yeah, something. There's something in yeah. that sort of, like, it's almost crafted. Like, even going back to Woolly World, yeah. maybe this is Nintendo's thing now. We're going to make stuff look like it's made of other Everything stuff. Everything looks like it's dioramas. Yeah. Um... So we had that. Um, in the middle, there was Fire Emblem. You mm. Apparently, teacher at Fire Emblem school. Yeah. Mm. Mm. People, people seem to like those games. Yeah, I'll maybe try it. I'm not super sold. Uh, I was really into that trailer for Astral Chain, which mm-hmm. was that uh, Platinum Games thing with like the 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 laser dog 
and and everyone everything was connected by chains and it was all in a futuristic world. That looked very cool. Yeah. Um I'm excited for that as someone who enjoys a good platinum action game. Yeah. I'm trying to think what else was uh, revealed in there because that's that's where we got the Yoshi demo and Tetris yeah. 99. Mm-hmm. Um well we got Dragon Quest Builders 2. Oh yeah, that's got a release date which is uh, sometime in the summer. Yeah, Dragon Quest Builders uh 11S. Oh, it an elusive age. Yes, Dragon Quest the th- the big one. Yeah, it looks pretty. Yeah. I've never played a mainstream uh, um Dragon Quest. Uh, Dragon Quest, so yeah. maybe maybe uh, that thing. Final Fantasy 9 is out now. I downloaded that. I will get around to playing that at some point. Assassin's Creed 3 remastered. Uh, I enjoyed Assassin's Creed 3. I know it's not a popular opinion, but I enjoyed it. Um, one that that I was watching chat go absolutely <laughs> insane at. Like they people. One I was watching chat just get really rude about was um, Disney Simpson Festival. Yeah, don't get rude about that. It looks adorable. They're like, nobody knows this is rubbish, right? What? Because there's no guns in it. It looks really cute. I'd play that. Yeah. I, if the price is right, I'll yeah. I'll, 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 I'll zoom, zoom, zoom. If it's not stupidly expensive. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, I know they're going to stick Disney branding on it, so yeah, it could yeah. potentially be really expensive. I mean, that that's apparently coming out at like 40 bucks, so yeah, whatever the UK equivalent is. Yeah. Um, it was it was a nice nice old direct that one. Yeah, we got we got some dates and announcements. We got some reveals. Yeah, Nintendo were really good at this whole. Here is just out of nowhere thirty minutes of getting you hype. Yeah, get hype up. Get hype. Do, 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 do. Uh, yeah. We also watched another thing together. We did. We have been watching season two of Preacher. Yeah. That that show takes a turn in its second season, doesn't it? We finally got into bits I haven't seen before. So. Yeah, mm. yeah, no, um, yeah. So the end of season one of Preacher is basically, hey, God's gone missing. Let's go look for God, and um, ha! Huh, some of the answers they find on their search to find where God is are um, interesting. Interesting, yeah. There, there are people you meet and go, ha, ha, you're, you're, you're a character. You're, you're that, you're, that's who you are, ha. And and other characters, there was that, th- there was a thing in season two of Preacher, I, I fucking called it. Yeah, there was and a thing that you called? Yeah. I, I did call the thing, I was very proud that I called it, but uh, I'm really enjoying it. It's it's a very different pace of season. Yes. Um, <laughs> not everybody in it is entirely hateful. Yeah. Um, But... Obviously, there is still there's there's still a lot of very bad. Yeah, people there's a lot show. of very bad people in that show. Um, I'm glad that we get to find out what has happened to certain characters that were left in mysterious circumstances in season one. Yeah, uh, we get a bit of insight into what's going on with them. Yeah, I mean there there are there are some things to be concerned about. Yeah, uh, yeah. Obviously, I don't want to give spoilers. There are there are uh, things like I want to know where that story ends. Because as it is, it feels like they're trying to make somebody who is well known for being very, 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 very evil. Perhaps the epitome of evil. Perhaps the epitome of evil. You know, if you think of evil, this might be who you're thinking of. It feels like that at times they are trying to give them nuance, and they don't deserve nuance. Well, I... Yeah, like... I'm hoping that what hidden. I I I mean the thing is we haven't watched finished watching yeah. the series and I, I again like I haven't read the comic book yeah. it's based on so I don't know where they're going with that. Well, I it it's interesting I suppose to posit the question: Can 
literal hell redeem e even the unredeemable? I wow, I don't even know if that's the question there. I, I don't know. Because I have a feeling that there is more to that, and that yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna find out. I'm I'm cautiously worse. watching that plotline because I don't want it to be too. I don't want them. What to What if be... that person isn't that bad after? Yeah, all? I don't want them that to would want be if they're not that bad. This particular person. Mm, mm, um, mm. Yeah, I'm still very much enjoying that yeah. show. Um, I think um, Pip Torrens does just. I, I, big dom energy there. Oh, from, the from, big, the big, the biggest dom energy until he is no longer the biggest dom energy in the room. He, he does, he does like. I can't think of other things I've seen him in, but I'm He's, sure I have seen him in other yeah, things. And he just does like sl slightly terrifying in in a really quiet way. Yeah, like, really well. It's like he's not shouting and screaming. It's just. You better do what I say, or there will be consequences. Yeah, you have a feeling that if he was chasing after you, it would—he wouldn't be running. He would just do that really mm. slow executioner's walk with, you know, just a slight bemused frown. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a character he plays, huh? Yeah, and the whole story of of like his rise to power is—it's done across one episode, and it's like oh. That's a really interesting character. Yeah, no, that that, that like twenty minute section where they build up this vil this villainous ish person's character. I'm like, oh no, you totally justified everything and made me understand this character. Yeah, I mean, you 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 certainly painted a picture right there. Yes, I, I want to know more about who this is and what's going on. I'll, I want to understand their deal. Mm. Um, but yes, we're going to continue watching Breacher because yeah. Breacher is pretty good. Yeah. It's uh, it's a fascinating series. Have you watched anything else this week? Have I watched anything else? Well, that is the question, isn't it? I'm trying to think. I don't think I have. Oh, well, I've got a couple of things I've watched, uh, if you haven't got any more watched. What do you got? Okay, so, uh, I've talked about this show a little bit on, on this show before. The Dragon Prince. Oh, yes. Uh, I really enjoyed the first season of that. It's made by the, P the, uh, the writer of Avatar The Last Airbender. Mm -hmm. You can tell it's by the same writer. It's got a very similar... Imagine, like, season two of Avatar, where they've gotten to the point where their serious versus silly pacing and balance is a little better. Mm. Um, season two of that show is spectacular, and I'm right now at the point where I'm like, I've not seen all of the Dragon Prince, but it's on track. It could be better than Avatar The Last Airbender. Mm. I would say its first season is undeniably better. Um, it does a much better job of layering in enough of the serious in early episodes as to not turn off adults that look at it and go, oh, it's just a, just a flavour of the week kids show. Mm. Um, and it's... While season one is a lot of world building, season two does some really interesting stuff with fleshing out its characters, fleshing out the lore of the world, um, progressing its narrative. It's, it's real interesting. Oh. Um I have a bunch of notes I made in our group chat because yeah. there are things I, I wanna I wanna mention. Uh first of all, there is there is a character in this show that I'm sure whoever wrote them has probably done psychedelics at some point because they <laughs> they say the sentence, I've got some real mind melting illusions that really freak your bean. <laughs> like That sounds like a McElroy quote. <laughs> that that does sound like a McElroy quote. There's a lot of stuff in this second season that not so much it feels obnoxious, but there's a couple of times where I'm like, 
oh, oh, you know that memes exist. <laughs> uh, they're trying to walk to another land at some point, and someone says, "You do, one does not simply walk to insert land. Um, <laughs> so I really like, I've talked about this before, I really like that there's a character in um, The Dragon Prince who uses American Sign Language as their primary method of communication. They can lip-read, but they they speak in, in ASL. Um, there's a really nice little moment in this season that showed off... I really liked it because it showed off ASL as something actively useful rather than something done because a person needs to do it. Mm. Um, someone was being held hostage, and they very subtly did ASL to someone to signal, like, I'm being coerced, like, help... And got them out of a situation. I, I really liked seeing sort of characters who are not the deaf character um, using ASL and making use of it in interesting ways. Um, I really like how the monarchy in this show is presented. Um, I'm not usually a fan of, of monarchy as a concept, but uh, when you've got a king doing speeches about, like, Hey, he he's, he's basically like, the way I should rule this land is um, a fair system should be fair no matter the accident of my birth. He's very much a ruler that's of the opinion of like, I was lucky to be born a king. Put myself in the shoes of someone else. If I'd been born dirt poor, would I think that I was running this kingdom fairly? Mm. Um, yeah, it's just really nice down to earth, like no toxic masculinity ish ruler. We get some really interesting discussions from him about uh concerns step parents often have about overstepping boundaries mm. and wanting to show that they are uh, the, to their kids that their kids are loved and are like truly seen as one of their kids, mm. but without overstepping a line and seeming like you're trying to erase their biological parents from being a thing. Yeah. Uh there is a young female queen who is, like, the most competent person of all the rulers of the land, and it's really satisfying to watch old white men try and talk down to her, and she's just like, nope. no, fuck you, you're doing some flattering, but I'm not, like, I'm an actual sensible ruler, and I'm not going to be won over by your fucking smart Pretty talk. Words, yeah. Yeah, just... Hmm. That show continues to be super, super interesting, and... I can't say good enough things about it. Like, if you enjoyed any of Avatar, this is a must-watch. Mm. Like, it's it's up there with Avatar The Last Airbender. In some ways, it's surpassing it right now. Oh. Um, and the only other thing I started watching is I'm about two episodes deep into The Umbrella Academy on no Netflix. No spoilers. What's that? No spoilers. No spoilers. No, uh, no spoilers at all. Um... So, The Umbrella Academy was a comic book series that was written by Gerard Way off of that My Chemical Romance. That that band what I like quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the comic series, like, is really good. I've read the comics before. Big fan of them. Uh, they they are very well received. I think, I think the first one got an Eisner Award. Um, the basic premise, and I'm just talking basic premise stuff. Um, one day, spontaneously, I think it's 47 women just give birth. And none of them had been pregnant that morning. They just suddenly are pregnant and give birth. And this eccentric billionaire goes, this is fucking weird. I want those kids. So he tries to round up as many of these weird, spontaneous, immaculate conceptions as he can. 
he gets seven of them. Right. And some of them have superpowers. So he basically trains them up to be a superhero team that he calls the Umbrella Academy. Oh. Um, there are seven of them. Uh, some of the basic power stuff going on is one of them can speak to the dead. Uh, one can teleport. Um, I'm trying to think. What the, the, the most interesting one is there's one uh, who is very much like Preacher, actually. If she says a thing, uh, she'll say... I heard a rumour, and then say something, and that thing will happen. Okay. But it's not restricted to things that the person could do. Like, you could tell someone, I heard a rumour that your head's about to explode, and the head would explode. Wow. So, like, it's it's very, very powerful, that particular power. And do we find out what happened to all the other immaculate children? Uh, not yet, where I'm up to. Um, so... Things I'm currently thinking about this show. Very well acted. It's its pacing is very nice. It's its definitely a bit of a slower build than the comics were. Okay. And they've definitely not gone out of their way to try and make the, the, the cast look like their comic book counterparts. Okay. Uh, the comic had a very, very stylized look to it. Uh, the art was done by Gabrielle Barr. And um, they've not tried to go for the over-the-top, not-realistic comic book designs. They've very much just gone, this is a realistic human approximation of what that person would look like. Yeah. Um, but so far I've been really happy with it. Um, they've treated the source material really well. Mm -hmm. um, very well acted. Ellen Page is in it, and she's fucking great. I love Ooh. Ellen Page. Um, the soundtrack is stunning. Like you can tell that someone who was in it was in a band for a decade <laughs> was like at the forefront of this and was like, no, we're having a fucking good soundtrack. <laughs> um It's not one of those things like say Suicide Squad where the soundtrack feels like it's there to hide the fact that it's a bad thing. It's just got really good music. And yeah, I'm only a couple of episodes in, but um the big overarching mystery that needs to be solved has been set up and it's very very interesting they have a very tight time limit of the world's gonna end in eight days and we don't know how yeah. god go deal with that what do um i am really enjoying it i i'm always skeptical of adaptations of things that i really enjoyed and i feel very similarly about this two episodes in out of i think ten as how I felt about a series of unfortunate events. Yeah. In that it's like, this isn't necessarily a one-for-one -one remake of the source material, but it feels incredibly faithful to what the source material was trying to do and the the stories it was trying to get across. Mm -hmm. So I'm very happy with this, mm -hmm. and I'm enjoying it so much that as and when you are ready to get round to it, I will totally re-watch it with you, because is is good. Mm. I was thinking I might start on Friday because I'm off. Well, in that case, I might come and, and do some work downstairs while you're watching Whoa. and watch it along with you. Whoa. Um, I think that's everything I've watched. Well then, <sighs> time for this. Laura, Laura, we've got a new sponsor. Who's our new sponsor? This week's sponsor, uh, sponsor, -er sponsor, -er this week's sponsor -er is Speedy Hirera. Speedy hirer, tell me about this service. Uh, do you need to hire someone who is right for the job right now? 
I, I need someone just right now. Right here, right now? Right now. Right here, right now. Right here, right now. That is the most important thing. Well, they will send to you the closest person to you to do the job. Regardless of their qualifications, they guarantee they will get you somewhere super fast. So so if I if I need my, my light fitting fixed, you'll set you'll have someone there straight away. Absolutely. They, they Hello, might I'm here to change your light fitting. Do you know anything about changing light fittings? Absolutely not, but Speedy Hire sent me. Because well, I was the nearest person. Well, um maybe if we ba- bash our heads together we can figure it out. Okay, that's right. Ow! <laughs> so if you need a person right the heck now, go to speedyhire.com and enter the uh, code Q and PS55. Oh goodness, 55 already. 55 codes. To yep. get to get uh, your first three people that you hire that don't know how to do your job, we're not gonna charge you for them. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that is speedyhire.com. Enter the code Q and PS55 and just get somebody nearby to do something. Yeah, hope hopefully they They'll can work do it. it out. Yeah, if they mess it up, you didn't mess it up. Yeah. Inside the boardroom of Electronic Actors Softworks. Hi, 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 hi. How are you doing? I um, I I hear the uh the profit reports came in this week. Yep, the profit reports are in. I I cannot wait to tell you just how much money we've made. We have made absolutely. Record profits. Oh my goodness, more money than ever. Absolutely, we are up 30% on what we even estimated we were gonna make. Oh goodness, so uh, and the year isn't even over yet. My goodness, so so are we gonna are we gonna celebrate somehow? Absolutely, absolutely. You know how we really like making the devs miserable? We we flog them, we we hit them with sticks. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. Sometimes yeah. we you know just indiscriminately just throw them out of a window. Exactly, exactly. Like that one that one meme. Yeah, yeah, and and then you know, don't forget we you know we also make them live in fear constantly for their jobs. Yeah, yeah. So so how's this play into our uh, celebration? Well, to celebrate the fact that we have made so much money, it is only February, and we've already made thirty percent more than that we were expecting to for the entire year. To celebrate that, we've sacked all of the devs. We sacked, sacked all of the devs. All of the devs. So who who's gonna make the games that make us the money? We've already made like thirty percent more than we could. So what I propose is now that we've made everyone miserable, we'll buy a bunch of really small studios and we'll we'll get them to do things that are way out of their remit. Interesting, interesting, interesting. See, see, I'm I'm liking your thinking. I'm liking your thinking because I have just had I've just had a brainwave, and I don't know if this occurred to you. Sure. We fire all the staff. Yeah. We don't have to pay the staff. No. That's less money going out. Yeah. Which means more profit in. Right? Yeah. And we need people making the games when we're not having to pay them to make the game. Absolutely. I mean, we've been flogging them so hard recently. We actually have, like, a whole bunch of content that's, like, ready to go out but hasn't gone out yet. So Uh, we can just, like, keep drip-feeding that. uh, Apparently there's, like, a, a button I just press on my phone and it just drips out the next bit of crap. And, like, here's, here's, here's the thing, here's the thing. If we do find, you know, at some point in the future that we need people making games at our game development yeah. studio, um, just hire a bunch of new people fresh out of university. It'll be fine. Right, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, we can take them on as interns, so we don't even have to pay exactly. them. Exactly, don't have to pay them anything for, like, the first year. And we still get to flog them. Exactly. You, sir, are a fucking genius. I know. So, huh? 
What have you inserted into your ear holes by the medium of vibrational sound? Uh, very little. I think you've got a lot more on your list than I do on mine. Well, we listen to some things together. We listen to some things together. Should, should we, we? I was gonna say, should we do? Should we do the things that you've listened to first? I'll listen to the one thing that I have on my. Oh, two. What? Oh. Oh yes, I do have a second one. I um, had a second thing. Aha. So I'll do. I'll do my first one. Um. I went out dancing at the weekend, I made a new friend, and that new friend turned me on to a track that I quite enjoyed today. I turned you on. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Tove Lo, T-O-V-E-L-O, Habits, brackets, Stay High, Hippie Sabotage Remix. It's just like my kind of jam. Yeah. Uh, it's got a nice sort of chill, chill beat dance track with a fairly distant femme vocal line. Um Ooh. It's got a really nice sort of punchy sway to it. Um, eventually kicks in with a really strong beat that's slightly rocky. It's a really, really oh, cool track. Um, cool. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, so the other one I wanted to highlight this week was a track uh, by an artist called Dessa, who I've mentioned before. I really enjoyed their first album. Mm-hmm. And one of the tracks on that album is called Fire Drills. And it's a track that I hadn't really realised how much I liked until this week. Um, It's a really powerful track about how women deserve better than having to live their life afraid of being attacked. And that we as women shouldn't have to live our life mentally running fire drills. Mm. Like, having it drilled into your head that, like, like, if you get attacked, it's your fault because X, Y, and Z. And you need to be prepared and you need to be on, like, the lookout in case things go wrong. Mm. Um... So I just wanted to pull some of the lyrics up from this because I think they're just really interesting. Um, As a woman, always something left to take, so you shouldn't try to stay out too late or or talk to strangers. Look too long, go too far out of range, because angels can't watch everybody all the time. Stay close, hems low, safe inside. The formula works if you can live it, but it works by pulling half the world off limits. Some, Some... that the lyrics aren't pulling punches, huh? Heck no. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. We don't. Uh, we don't say go out and be brave. Now nah, we say be careful, be safe. In any given instance, that don't hurt, but it sinks in like stilettos in soft earth. Um. Like another big win is not a day without an accident. I beg to differ with it. Uh, I think a woman's worth. I think that she deserves a better line of work than motherfucking vigilance. Yeah, yeah, it's a really good defiant track about how women deserve better than to have to constantly be watching out for people and that like that we put the onus on women to stay safe rather than on men not to attack. Yeah, indeed. So that's victim a, blaming. Yeah, don't victim blame. Go listen to Dessa Fire Drills. It's a fucking banger of a track mm-hmm. right should we go into some of the stuff that we've listened to together because well, uh yeah we had we had a nice pampering day on on for or pampering evening on friday night yeah we did um we did hair we did uh hair removal and and face masks and whatnot we did a nice we nice did, night yeah, we had hair face masks and foot masks and it was lovely very very chill so I fancied a bit of emo. You fancied went, a bit of emo, did you? Fancied a bit of emo, so I went onto YouTube and just stuck in best emo songs and <laughs> found myself a little, a little, uh, you, you, a little mix. You did in find, indeed find a mix that like hit a lot of my nostalgia. Uh, we're basically just gonna. I'm, I'm just gonna rattle through these, and you can comment on the ones you recognise. 
a lot of these I hadn't heard before, but they were very much in your wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, Papa Roach, Scars. Yeah, yeah, I know that well. Very my, angry. Uh, my Chemical Romance, I'm not okay, I promise. Oh, I never heard of that one. <sighs> it's not like I've listened to that one and repeat like, forever. Uh, Breaking Benjamin, The Diary of Jane. Yeah, so-so. I was aware of it. It was never really my thing. Yellow Card, only one. Uh, yellow, that was never the yellow card track I was most into, but I did like the band Yellow Card. Uh, Green Day, Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Oh, oh. Gre- Green Day, Green Day are fantastic, and that, that... Oh, that's just made me think of another Green Day track I really enjoy. I love Jesus of Suburbia. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a proper good ten minutes of I like prog the, rock. I like the Dean Grey version of, um... Of Jesus of Suburbia on the, um, American Edit track, which yeah. I've mentioned on here before. Yeah. Uh, Seether, Broken, featuring Amy Lee. That there, Amy Lee. That there, Amy Lee. Uh, that there, Amy Lee is better when she's not, like, stuck in with a man having to do rap <laughs> because the record label think that that needs to happen to we'll, sell a record. We'll come to them in a second. Oh, we will. We'll get there. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, the Red Jumpsuit Apparatus, face down. I saw them play live once. They make quite a good live show. I've um, never heard of them before. No, I, I must have been like 12, 13 years ago. I went and saw them in Southampton. They were quite good. I, yeah. I, I had a good night out. Um, oh, Evan Sense. Uh, Evan Sense. bring me to life. If you ever have a chance, go listen to the, uh, the, the version of that album that Amy Lee put out that doesn't have the man rapping over it. The because, original version. Yeah, the intended version. The intended version. Basically, a lot of Evan Essence's tracks sound a lot better when you don't have, like, the record label going, we've got to have a man sh- just shouting words. We need words some dick on this album. Get otherwise, you'll be too girly and the, the, the men won't like you. You've got to stick the man going, wake me up. We need I some angst. Wake up. We need some angst. To get more really angst, angst in here. It was just, like, female angst. Yeah, but it has to be man angst. <laughs> Apparently. Apparently. <laughs> what else we got? Uh, Sum 41 with me. Ah, uh, God loves him, Sum 41. Uh, Good Charlotte, The River, featuring M Shadows uh, and Sinister Gates. I did enjoy Good Charlotte. This was never a track that particularly got me. Blink-182, I miss you. I miss you, I miss you. Where are you? Uh, Crossfade, Cold. <laughs> yeah. Dashboard Confessional, vind- Vindicated. Uh, I vindicated. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. That, just that one line of that song is stuck in my head. Avril Lavigny. Uh, losing grip. Oh my god! I've just realised why that song's been in my head recently. The vindicated one. Yeah. There's a vine where someone like bounces on a trampoline, and it's a bunch of dildos fly up with him, and vindicated is playing in the background. Uh, AFI, Miss Murder. Uh, AFI were like they again kind of angry. Uh, more acronyms. POD. Alive. Uh, it ain't no youth of the nation. The only song that my church was like that's a popular musician who is. Christian, they did a song. Go listen to Youth of the Nation. Is that We Are, We Are the Youth of the Nation? Which yeah. I that... only know because of Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah, it's a really <laughs> depressing song. It's a really depressing song about people whose like, lives don't go the way they planned and Ooh. school shootings. and <laughs> Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Do, do, you fa- do you fancy another one that's really depressing? Go that on. That one Linkin Park track I like. Oh, uh, yeah. I like some Linkin Park. And I I listened to that track uh, again on repeat for quite a considerable amount of my twenties. Uh I I I remember that I I learnt to listen to Linkin Park off of a shared set of headphones with my brother on a holiday mm. to Switzerland, and I remember memorizing the intro to one of their songs and. 
I don't remember the very beginning, but I remember that the opening rap goes, um, the sun don't give the light to the moon, assuming the moon's gonna owe it one. Makes me think of how you act with me, you do favours, then rapidly you just turn around and start asking me for things that you want back from me. I think it begins with an M, you've brought it up on this show before. Yeah, and sick of the tension, sick of the heartache. So, some, somebody act- mentioned in the comments what the, what the song was. Uh, yeah, something like that. We've we've talked about it on here before, but that's that's what I think of when I think Linkin Park and that one song that has an anime music video, "Breaking the Habit." I think it was. I think that was off the same album as Nam Meteora. That yeah, had the, yeah, yeah. The anime front cover. Yeah. Um, simple Break- plan, perfect. Uh, yeah, simple simple plan was just like sad emo rock. It was just, oh, oh, I want you to love me. There's a lot of that. <laughs> Fallout boy, sugar. What's that, Patrick? Hawthorne Heights, Ohio is, for lo- Ohio is for lovers. In hindsight, Hawthorne Heights, very fucking depressing b- band. Oh, uh, yeah, that one, yeah. That yeah, was... yeah, no, in hindsight, um, yeah, I cut my wrists and black my eyes so I can fall asleep tonight. It's a little dark, a little dark, a little dark. Uh, one eight, I think one eighty two Adam song. Uh, yeah, that's, that's about the drummer, right? Yeah, the 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 bandmate who wrote a song basically about like it's quite sad going home after tour, and all your bandmates are going home to their families, and you're going home alone to just kind of emotionally crash after the high of of being on tour. It's quite a quite a track. Uh, Queens of the Stone Age, no one knows. Yeah, Queens of the Stone Age are always good for some some good rock. It's a classic. Yeah, it's a classic. Uh Panic Dans le Disco. We write sin- I write since not tragedies. Uh, I have to thank that band for getting me into the concept of rock music with a bit of a dancey beat. Hmm. Uh good Charlotte. Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Uh the probably the first song I can remember listening to with an anti capitalist message. Also good Charlotte, Girls and Boys. Yeah, yeah, that. It's very weird that they equally did a song about, like, anti-capital... Well, I suppose. And then just being like, no, women as a gender like like cars and money. Oh, is that that one? Yeah. Girls don't like boys, girls like girls and NBs. I prefer your version, because... <laughs> yeah, the original song, like, it's catchy as hell, but it's, like, it's one big stereotype. Hmm. Bad Charlotte. Bad Charlotte. Bad Charlotte. No. <laughs> Uh, Green Day, holiday. Green Day continued to be good. Uh, good Charlotte, the anthem. This is the Whoever anthem. Whoever compiled this really likes Good Charlotte. Yeah, this is the anthem. Throw all your hands up. You don't want to be just like you. Uh, Blink One Eight Two. All the small things. True care, truth brings. Let me realize my The brother, let me know she cares. <laughs> I, I love that band. Don't take my my my. In impression as not enjoying them. I love them, and I love making that nasally voice while I sing yeah. them. <laughs> um, I don't know if I was doing that noise. Uh, three Days Grace, uh, just like you. Yeah, th- three, three Days Grace were another of those bands that were just like, they were a bit angry all the time at everything. And then they did Home, apparently. Yeah. Uh, oh, done a thing. Uh, flop, Fallout Boy, uh, Dance Dance. Dance Dance, yeah, it's another... I, I'm now realising that quite a lot of the sort of pop-punky stuff I liked in my teens was ultimately rock music with a bit of dance influence in it. Uh, yeah. Uh, lit, My Own Worst Enemy. I don't remember that. Oh, apparently mm. we listened to all of well. it. Well. Yeah. Uh, 
Come on, it was in Guitar Hero. Oh, yeah. Fat lip. Some 41. Yes, yes. Um, Link 182, Rock Show. Oh, that one, where they give away all the money in the video. Yeah, I do like that video. Mm. It's a good video. Uh, simple plan, I'm just a kid. Uh, yeah, it's again, simple plan being like, my life's bad and nobody likes me. My life's bad and nobody likes me. And I'm, a, I'm a kid and no one takes me seriously and I am quite sad. Oh. Yeah, that's simple. that was simple plan. They were very much appealing to the sad teenager crowd. Emos, in fact. Well, like, okay, these, these were like people in their 20s singing songs that basically were like purpose designed to be like, I, a 12 year old, can empathise with this sadness. Well, we were all 12 year olds at one point. Yeah. Unless we died at 11. I made that much darker than I intended. Uh, yeah, so, um, Tetris 99, that is a really good remix of the Tetris theme. Yeah, I yeah. Love it. And I love how it ramps up as you sort of go I, through. I like all of the, the the different variations of it as you get through. Yeah, the fi- and the, the final end. is not even, like, uh, the that track. It's it's a whole new bit. Yeah, it's... Like is, is this got a good soundtrack, that Tetris 99? Yeah, which led me to listening to The Complete History of the Soviet Union Arranged the Melody of Tetris. Which huh. I think most people have um, heard yeah, at some point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, I guess it was big and memey, whatever year that came out. Yeah. Uh, Postmodern Jukebox have a new track out. Oh yeah, that was quite a cool they one. They did Pinky in the Brain thing. <laughs> With the voice actors. Gee, bang, what are we going to do tonight? Nah. What? Oh, I'm going to busk and so we can take over the world. Same thing we do every night, Pinky. <laughs> yeah, it was good to see... Um, those, those, those two. I think. I yeah. think one of their names is Ro- uh, Rob Paulson. His name is Robert Paulson. His name was Robert Paulson. Oh my god! What? It's a Fight Club reference. Remember the oh, meatloaf yes. character. Yes. <laughs> my, my apologies. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Everyone they're... remembers Snowflake, but no one remembers Robert Paulson. But uh, yeah, <laughs> they repeated it endlessly. That, that was that was a good track. What postmodern jukebox did? They always do good tracks. It was. So while you were out dancing, I yeah. was sitting around. Well, I was I was dancing around somebody's living room, um, listening to uh, classic nineties dance tracks. Yes, indeed, you were with some classic nineties dance people. So I'm just going to rattle most of these off. They are proper classics. Uh, ATB, 9, a, uh, 9 p.m. till I come. <clears throat> uh, Faithless Insomnia. That's such a good track. Uh, PPK, Resurrection. I think that's the one with all the pitch bends in it. When I was in high school, a friend of mine learned to play it on the guitar, just using, um, like, hammer-ons and, um, and pull-offs and stuff. And, like, that was really impressive. And then someone was like, you know, that's not played on a guitar, right? It's just, just like a keyboard with a pitch bend. <laughs> But that's not the point. The point is he learned to play it. Uh, what we've mentioned before, Shaman, Ebenezer Good. It's a good track. Rob Mars Children. It's one you can sort of like just... It It does remind you of sort of sitting in the back of a car and, and just going along the motorway yeah. on like a nice sunny day. Uh, Rob D, Club to Death, which was on the Matrix soundtrack, even though it's not in the film. Yeah. I think it was one of those inspired buys. Um, with that... It's got like a clip of uh, Elgar's Enigma variations in it. Uh, Scatman John, Scatman's World. Oh, yeah. Because wasn't that like. 
I think he learnt to do scat singing because of a stutter. Yeah. As someone who else, someone else who has really suffered with a stutter in the past and occasionally suffers suffers with it, depending on how stressed I am now. It's, yeah. It's nice to think that you can do something cool with that. Yeah. Uh, snap. Rhythm is a dancer. Another classic. Uh, Paul Van Dyke for an angel. Um, Baby D. Let me be your fantasy. 1993. Good gravy. Uh, Olive, you're not alone. Salt and pa 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 push it. <laughs> push it real good. <laughs> um, uh, Wamdu Project. King of my castle. Uh, good, 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 good stuff. Since uh, the music factory gonna make you sweat. I got the power. Uh, pop up the jam, technotronic. Uh, what else? Eiffel sixty five. Oh, cause, cause you're blue. Cause I am blue. Double D, double die. Blue, double D. Double head eye. Double head eye. Double D, double head eye. Double Fang Mambo number five. Ooh. Uh, Sharp Mambo Italiano, Bomb Funk MCs, the 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 freestyle. That's a good track. It's a classic. Uh, uh Kadok, uh, the Night Train. All aboard the Night Train. Another one. Yeah. Yeah. Darude Sandstorm. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Oh, never. I don't think anyone on the internet's ever heard of Sandstorm, right? Yeah. It's right up there with uh, Rick Astley. No one's ever heard of that on the internet. Rick. Um, Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, look that up if you've never heard that. <laughs> never gonna look that up. <laughs> uh, see, uh, I hate to tell you this. The whole time you've been telling me this list, all that's been going through my head is he's a good, he's a good. He's ever no, he's a good. Has anyone got any salmon? Lovely. Oh, sorry. As if you mention that, like any time in life, you mention that track. Good twenty minutes, my brain's just gonna be he's a good, he's a good. <laughs> He's ever nice and good. He's ever nice and good, isn't he? <laughs> Sorry, continue. Uh, Alice DJ, better off alone. Yeah. I've lost my blit now. Um, Safari Duo, played live. The Bongo song. Yolanda uh, Be Cool and D-Cup. Uh, we know Speak Americano. And we finished with Stevie Wonder, Superstition. Because... That sounds like... Apparently we gave up on dance music. We're just like, we're just going to wind down now. That sounds like a heck of a set list. It was, yeah, it was good evening. I listened to a lot of music that night and I don't remember very much of what I heard. Well, you didn't come, that didn't come with a track list, just a DJ. So. Yeah, no, that was a lot of like, I like what I'm hearing. I don't know what it is. Yeah, well, I'm sure in a couple of weeks. I enjoyed the very pretty strobe lights that were happening that made it look like everything was moving at a weird frame rate that wasn't quite real. We've got one of those downstairs. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I quite like strobe lights and the way they make it look like things. That's not the right speed that's moving. Yeah, exactly. So, is that everything we've listened to this week? That is everything we've listened to this week. Well, Mm. time for this. Hi there, hi there, welcome back. We're uh, we're resuming the show here with Susan. How you doing, Susan? I'm 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 okay. I'm I'm still a little unsure as to why I've been invited here. I know I I, I know that there was some surprise that my partner had for me, I think. That's but... right. You and Janet, you've been together for a long time, right? Yeah, yeah, we have. And and things have things have been going really well, or so I thought. I, I 
I'm a bit worried because I hear there's a, there might be a secret being revealed. I'm a bit worried about that. Well, as you know, I'm sure you know the format of the show. We get, we get people on here. We lull them into a false sense of security. And then we bring out a loved one. And then boom. And then the audience goes crazy. And stuff happens. And people keep... Sometimes there's fighting. I'm, I'm hoping that the fighting doesn't happen this time. Um, can can you bring up my partner so I can find out what the secret is? So you and Janet, you've been you've been together for a while. Very happy together. Yeah. Very happy together. You love each other very yeah, much. Yes, you, yes. You've always known who she is. You've yeah. always felt that you you're very aware of who she is as a person. Yeah. Okay, everybody, let's bring up Janet. <laughs> Well, now, Janet, you got a story to tell to your lady here. What's it gonna be? Um, I, I, I just wanted to say, um, I, I love you very much, and 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 I, I, I'm just so happy with our life together, and I hope that we continue being happy and in love forever because you mean the world to me, and and I love you. <gasps> Ooh. Harvey, 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 Harvey. There we go, people of all ages and genders. We have it, we have it here, right? No fighting this week, just pure unadulterated love. Tune in next week when we'll have uh, my partner secretly a uh, wrestling Panama horse. <laughs> So, you know, you've been caught in my lair, wrapped up tight in all of my many tentacled arms, no way to escape. Are you feeling the fear and terror yet, Tiro? Mm, yes, Daddy. Sorry. Mm, squeeze me tighter. Mm. I, 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 the, um, okay, I'm squeezing you tighter. Are you feeling oh. the fear? Are you feeling the fear yet of being oh. captured and restrained? Tighter. You're so oh. far away that oh. no, no one will ever hear your screams. You're far, that far away from help. Oh no, I'll never be rescued. <laughs> what, what, what's, what's, what's going on? I'm... What's going on I mean, here? This is... This is hot, right? It's not just me. This is, this is very sexy. No, this is my evil plan to keep you captive. So that you cannot save the world! I mean, like... They're probably fine on their own. This is this is fine. I'm good with this. I'm very, very... You're into this. Yeah, I mean, you're sexy as hell. I thought I was unlovable. Oh, you're beautiful. And you're apparently very good at the whole dumb thing. This is a lot of emotions for me to process. Can I give you a hug? Please. My many tentacles. Please. Yeah, well, I'll wrap this one and this one and this one and this one and all of them around. I think this might be a better way for us to spend our day. <laughs> and if there's anything I can do for you. Well. <laughs> Question time! Stop for questions! What's the questions? Okay, uh, Hydrob would like to know. Hi, Hydrob! Hi! Uh, what is your favourite outfit you currently own? Ooh, ooh. 
I've got a dress that I really like. Mm-hmm. And it's that plain black one mm-hmm. with the sort of like scrunched up middle section mm-hmm. and the sort of like deepish neckline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a dress that I bought like on the internet and wasn't convinced would would work, but I really like it. I, I find that I can pair it with a lot of things and it looks really mm-hmm. nice and it's just very flattering on me. Yeah, it's very pretty and you look very pretty in it. Ooh, what about you? Hmm. I mean, I like that Zelda dress that I bought. It's very good. I'm impressed that it still fits despite the fact that I've put on a bit of weight since I bought it. <laughs> and I thought I was going to be too fat for it when I bought it. <laughs> um, what else? I'm trying to think. I like the... um. The white sort of um, hippie skirt. Oh yeah, and the uh, white that that pairs with the the white top that I made. The one covered in covered all the in, eyes. It's covered in uh, like uh, like a palm tree made of googly eyes. It's and it's then it's great. got like uh, neon swirls all over it it's, and a tree on the back. It's I a think. wonderful summer outfit that one. Mm, yeah, I originally made it for going raving because it's really good under UV. Yeah, uh, but when you run up and downstairs in it, it sounds like one of those rain rain sticks. Yeah. It's very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew Callahan would like to know what was the first edition of D and D. First one I played. Yeah. Honestly, fifth is the a fifth edition is the first one I really got into. Uh, like yeah. I, I tried my hands at other ones like here and there. I played a little bit of third, but I never really stuck with them. Fifth is fifth edition is the first one where I went. Oh, I like D and D. Yeah, fifth is the one where I've actually sort of put any time to, into it and played any real games. I, I suppose if um, Baldur's Gate is based on a, an appropriate edition of of D anD D, then perhaps I guess I've played whatever version that was briefly. Yeah, no, I wasn't good at it. Yeah. I, I played a bit of third edition. It wasn't for me. I waited till fifth. I just hanging out, hanging, hanging out till fifth edition rolls around. Forget four. Four's not going to be any good. I'm waiting for five. <laughs> Is it like uh, even numbers odd number Star Treks? <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Kel Goodall would like to know what's your favourite video game to play while you're bedridden ooh ooh that's the question I like a big world that I can just get lost in for a long time like if I'm ill and bedridden I like a big JRPG I can get stuck into mm. um like I I was really ill when I played through Final Fantasy 13 and I really enjoyed that as a good game to just like I just gotta play an RPG for like 50 hours till I'm better Hmm. What about you? Um, I think the one I've played most while sick is probably Wind Waker. Yeah. Um, I can't think what else I play. I um, Day of the Tentacle is just one I play a lot anyway. Yeah. It's just really comforting, and you can get through it in an hour, like an hour yeah. or so. I th- I think the reason I like turn-based RPGs so much when I'm ill is it means if I fall asleep while playing because I'm ill... It'll just pause. It'll just, like, pause. Nothing's going to happen while I'm sleeping. Yeah. While I'm having my illness nap. <laughs> I'm having a sick nap. <laughs> uh, Lucy Evans would like to know, uh, if you're reading anything, what scribbling are you translating into your electrified head meets? Uh I don't think I've been reading any books recently. Well, been... You've started reading... Um... We talked about it last week. Uh, Adventure Zone. Oh yeah, yeah. That's, that's sort of a yeah. It's a graphic novel, maybe more than a book. Uh, it's, it's it just yeah. says reading, reading. Uh, yeah. Uh, the the Adventure Zone graphic novel. Um, I will probably be going back to the Umbrella Academy. Uh, 
comics at some point soon because I've got a taste for it again. So I'm reading through the um, Squirrel Girl comic books. Um, the one I'm sort of kind of looking forward to going back to again is uh, I've mentioned it a few times on this show is Snorri Christensen's um, Valhalla Saga. Yeah, because there's a new one coming out soon. So I want uh, or not well not from that side of the series. It's from uh, the the series. That he did after that. But Another I wanna go. Book. I want to go back through the original saga because they're really cool. Yeah. Becky Two Hill would like to know what's your biggest waste slash loss of money you've had. Um. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Have you got an answer for this? I do. I'm not sure. I want to say it on air. Yeah. Ha. Mm. <laughs> huh. What answer do I have to this that I want to share? That I feel comfortable sharing with the world. Um, yeah. There was a <clears throat> communal £350 in my flat in some form when I was living in a certain flat with a certain group of people. And they decided that they wanted to go to Amsterdam um, for, for a weekend with some friends. So they basically took the quote-unquote community. It was mine. I put the money in. Yeah. They basically ran off with that cash and um, and, and went to Amsterdam. And I, the one thing I asked was, will you bring me back some porn? And they couldn't even bring me back any porn because they were too embarrassed to go into the shop. So that's someone else wasted your money on your behalf. Yeah, does that count? I think it can count. <laughs> um, that's I don't, the one I'm less embarrassed I by. I don't feel like I have an answer that I want to share. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> I love that we're really upfront about like. Oh yeah, no, I'm not gonna sex like sex and, yeah. and things we've done in our lives and and, and kinks and stuff. But yeah, but when like, it comes to what's the thing you fucked up money wise? Oh, the I'm most? like, no, I don't want to admit to fucking <laughs> up money. I'm, in, I'm embarrassed about times I fucked up money. <laughs> Uh, Tricky would like to know what if you could smack two franch two or more franchises together to create a new IP, a la Kingdom Hearts. What would you pick, and how would it end up? Oh, oh, Pokemon and Breath of the Wild. Ooh, give me a big open world Pokemon game that's like involves a lot of challenging like traversal of the environment, but also there are monsters that I can go catch. And then do battles. Fuck me, that sounds that awesome. Yeah, no, just like, <laughs> g- give me Pokemon in the Breath of the Wild engine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Want that, please? Yeah, what about you? What's your answer? Um. Oh, God. I'm now just imagining fighting Ganon using my, my Charizard. <laughs> it's like, oh, Ganon, you may have the Triforce of Power. However, I have a Mewtwo. And like, you know, it's this fucking Mewtwo. <laughs> what you got? What you got? <laughs> um, I think I just want that now. All other thoughts have gone from my head. Well, let's go with that. I don't that. even like Pokemon that much and I want to play that game. Okay, let's go with that. What's the next question? <laughs> uh, Ian Burnham, uh, any alternatives to corn that don't taste of earth? I don't, I, think... I don't know what you were doing to corn that made it taste yeah. of earth. I don't think the corn tastes of earth, but uh, do you want to take the lead on this? Uh, yeah, I mean, all of these things really depend how you cook them. Yeah, like, like... I know corn mince isn't to everyone's taste, but like, like with tofu, like you can make it taste of anything. If you're a decent cooker, you've yeah. got the right like herbs and spices. If you're willing to put a little time to 
marinate something or no yeah. you don't even need to marinate stuff for that long well we'll sometimes do like soy chunks that are like soaked for half an hour in not even that like 10 minutes yeah just like give them a good soak in stock so that they get like really really soft you yeah, know maybe of, marinate them in stock. some I, I usually put some herbs and spices yeah. a bit of garlic in there maybe a bit of hoisin or something on yeah, them yeah a bit of hoisin but a bit of um like if you want a smoky flavor you can add liquid smoke yeah. to them basically just like Mix up some some nice flavorful liquid to soak these things in, or to baste yeah. these things in, and they'll usually turn out pretty all right. Yeah. And and like and then when you're cooking them, obviously make sure they go in with something. Yeah. If you soy chunks, another really great one and really way to make them taste nice and just like have a beautiful texture is like stick them in a stew. Yeah, like a nice it's slow, great. like a nice slow cook on some soy chunks. Mm-hmm. Gets that get... texture good and it soaks up that flavor. Yeah, because sticking them just in hot water doesn't work. Quite, it doesn't seem to work quite as well as like keeping them constantly like bubbling, bubbling in that. Yeah, and it does something really different to them. Like, but yeah, any of these things you can make it make it taste of anything. Just 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 go right slightly out of your way to flavor it. Yeah, like don't you expect anything's going to taste amazing on its own. Yeah. On the other hand, fries, chicken nuggets taste freaking amazing. Yeah, uh, Linda McCartney sausages. Uh, and those the uh, soy mints we got. Oh. A vegan mints we got from Sainsbury's. Oh, that was... one that was in the packet that looks like actual mints. Yeah, that that stuff was a brilliant. Oh, that was fantastic. Um, yeah, there's loads of meat alternatives like um, the, the, the Noble. Noble range. Yeah, the Noble range is like really good and flavorful. Like the chicken in that's really good. The chorizo, the the paella. Um, yeah, the paella we've had is really good in there. Um, yeah, there's there's so many options. Like, there's, there's good stuff out there. Cor- and and Corley's not even the best one. A lot of the fries products are really great. Yeah, um, bit expensive some, but like the, you can you can do like vegan and, and veggie stuff cheaply if you're willing to make it yourself yeah. rather than buying like yeah. the, the the bacon and stuff. Buy, buy some freeze dried soy chunks and uh, soy mints and flavor them yourself yeah. as you're adding water to them. Flavor the crap out of them. Yeah. Uh, Jacob Marion would like to know what uh was something that you didn't think you'd like at the start but wound up loving by the end. Huh. Yeah, well that's <laughs> Yeah, I I guess that is an answer, <laughs> huh? Um I don't know if I've got a good answer to this. Um Oh, we mentioned it earlier. Avatar: The Last Airbender wasn't really? sold on that first couple of episodes. I was like, "This is just really childish thing, like kids' show of the week." I'm not sold, mm. and it ended up becoming one of my favourite shows of all time because persevering with it. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything, anything else like that. Steven Universe was a bit like that for me, honestly. See, the thing with me with Steven Universe is I got into it because I th- I think I heard like three or four different podcasters mention it in the course of about a month. Yeah. It's like, I have to watch this. And it I... was halfway through season two. I had the situation where I tried watching it when it first started airing yeah. and it just wasn't grabbing me and I stopped. And then someone said, just watch the season one finale. And if you're not sold, I won't try and push the show on you anymore. Mm. So I watched the whole Garnet Stronger Than You finale on the ship and was like, oh, yeah, okay, this show has legs. I will watch the the light-hearted kids show that now that I know it's going somewhere. Yeah, it's the same problem I kind of had with Adventure Time. It, it... Adventure Time is really hard to get going. Yeah, like, yeah. I think 
I don't know what it was about that those first few seasons that I I I think I did what I was doing a lot with at that time. I had Adventure Time on this TV sat next to me, yeah. just off to my right, and I had like another TV that was playing video games on straight ahead of me. I probably wasn't paying a huge amount of attention, That's, but I was like, yeah. I like how weird this is. I like that stuff about it. And then by the time I got to sort of like later series after Penn had left, yeah, and they were like more keen to get like an overarching narrative going, yeah, and pull threads together that really pay off by the end yeah like there is a reason i cried at the finale of of uh yeah. of adventure time yeah and looking at the first se- or at least the first half of the first series it's really hard to see where it managed to generate that yeah. for me <laughs> yeah i think that answers that question uh yeah i guess yeah there you go yeah. then adventure time yeah what a, what other we got any other questions that is all the questions well then mm. do you know what i want to see more of what do you want to see more of? Justice Warriors! Justice Warriors. Hello, Larry. Hello, Barry. How are you doing? I'm not too bad, mate, are you? I'm good, I'm good. I've uh, been having a nice week this week, actually. I've been, uh, yeah. I've been, I've been taking some time off, catching up on some uh, challenge. You started watching yeah. that, uh, the, Dra- the Dragon Prince. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. I've yeah, not yeah. seen any of it. It's, it's a good show, good show. Um, but, like, you'll be thinking about a thing, because... Uh, that show's got some some good stuff going on with representation. You got yeah. got a very well capable character who uses uh, sign language to communicate, for example. Oh, nice! It just got me thinking about the whole uh, representation. That's a yeah. that's a good thing in media, isn't it? Well, absolutely. You know, people need to be able to uh, identify with the, the you know the the people they see in the world around them, and the more they see people who are like them, the more they feel like they can. Fit in, they have something to relate to, and you know yeah. things to aim for. I, I think one thing that's really important in in conversations about uh, representation in media is that we get different kinds of representation as well. Like, yeah, you know, well, I mean, no one can speak for for everyone. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, it's good when you have stories about you know a person from a minority background who you know is just living their life and is very is you know it's just a story about their life. That's a very good type of representation. Yeah. Equally. Superhero fantasy, for example, where you know someone gets to see someone that's like them up on the big screen getting to do all the cool things. Sure, it might not apply in their everyday life, but it gives them something to aspire to. It makes them feel like you know they can be they can be important, they can be cool, they can be you know special. And both of those have equally important uh, roles to play. I think. Yeah, I mean, like I remember, like there was uh, some tweets going around a while ago talking about like how uh, black kids were like really heartened by looking at um, the Black Panther yeah, when, yeah. when that came out, and how like that was just for some of them that was the first time they'd seen a a hero and and be like a good black character that was yeah. you know it was it was about them they weren't a side character they weren't yeah. anyone's sidekick. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I know from I, I know someone who um who is a trans person, and they ended up you know the impetus for them transition. It was they saw a piece of media that you know was tasteful and respectful towards trans people and made them realise oh you know there's a future there. It's not just being a punchline, you know. Like yeah. sometimes it just takes you know seeing someone like you not be made a mockery of to feel you know better about your own identity. Yeah, and I, I think um, the new Shira Princesses of Power series did quite a good thing. You know, there are a lot of different types of strong women in that yeah. in that series. You know, 
there are there are nerdy girls there you know there are uh, more muscular girls there are uh, uh, more curvy girls yeah and you know that there's you know that is a chance for it's intersectional as well which helps yeah yeah like, there's there's lots of different types of people that I think there's people of, of different races in there yeah. and and that's good to see it gives people a chance to see people who are like them and I I know that this has been a thing recently. Uh, less so in media, but I know there have been a, a whole lot of petitions to play my bill to yeah. get um, more disabled figures in there. Yeah, yeah. Because, because you know, people need to be able to see themselves represented in not just the, the things they watch, in the way they play as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, there are some some like companies out there that do exist that do specialised uh, dolls that work with uh, disability-related, uh, you know... Props and whatnot, yeah. but so that so that children can have a doll that presents, you know, is more like them, makes them feel yeah. a little less alone. It's absolutely, uh, it's just really important for uh, people to be able to look and go, yeah, that person, that person is like me, and they're doing all right. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Also, while we're on the topic, straight white male has been the default for too, for far too like disproportionately so for far too long. Like, yeah, and this is why I've been really liking recently. You know, we've had um, superheroes of color. We've had more uh, women as superheroes. We've seen like lots of different varieties of of people yeah. that that young people can aspire to. And I, you know, I remember when I was a kid, it was all straight white males everywhere and it's so nice to see um more people of color more more uh gender diversity and i hope we see start to see some like non-binary people coming out because that is criminally underrepresented well like you know the example i'm thinking of is uh that that hot new battle royale at the moment not technically 99 (laughs) yeah the other one uh apex legends i i believe is uh, more than 50% of its playable characters are female. Nice. Uh, more than 50% of its playable characters are not white people. Double nice. Yeah, exactly. And they got quite a few gay people in there. It's, you know, it, it's a case of... And that hasn't stopped that game being like the biggest thing in gaming right no, now. No, I mean, I've heard a little bit of bitching, but that is the internet. Oh, thing. yeah, yeah. But, like, it hasn't stopped... It's, it's getting more Twitch viewers right now than fucking Fortnite. Wow. Yeah, like, it's it's gone proper big. And, like, you know... You make a good thing, people will still engage with it, even if it's got it's got the women's and and, and stuff in it. Yeah, and I think as we've we've learned from the the Star Wars controversy, like you can say, oh, it's been the people all pe- people have been saying, oh, it's it's all social justice now, and it's all representation and of quote unquote forced representation and so forth and that it's not what Star Wars has been about, but it is the most popular ever and it has yeah. a more diverse fan base than ever. So just because you're, you know, some entitled fanboy that feels that it's all it should all, always be about you I hope that that uh, the people making the media are seeing more that actually it's about everyone and we yeah. need to include everyone and we need to make sure everyone feels representative. Yeah, represented. Represented. That's the one we got. That was there. the one. Yeah. Should we have, we have that? Oh, we always have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go have a have a go. Oh, screwed up, mate. Uh, yeah. Uh, <sighs> definitely just the thing after this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I do look forward to our hugs. Nice. It's a nice, nice part of our chats. Yeah, absolutely. Ah, uh, uh, right. Shall I pop the kettle on? Yeah, pop the kettle on, have a cup of tea. Yeah. 
In the land of Christmas present strangers. In the land of Christmas present strangers, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Laura? Yeah. Where can we find you on the internet, darling? Laura K. Buzz pretty much everywhere. Laura K. Buzz on Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. You can find me. Yeah. You can find me Monday to Friday, 9 to 5 at kotaku.co.uk. I've been doing a series of interview articles based on different parts of the UK that develop video games. Uh, currently, you can go see my Leamington Spa write-ups, my Guildford ones will all be up by now. I've got multiple interviews with Peter Molyneux that went up recently. That's all the things that happened. Other than that, I'm on Dice Funk. It's a fifth edition Dungeons & Dragons real play podcast. I'm on seasons three, four, and five. They're all self-contained stories. And I've got two books, Uncomfortable Labels, which is coming out in July, and Things I Learned from Mario's Butt, which we're doing the art for now. It's looking good. Many pretty pictures. Ooh. What about you? Where are you on the internet? I can be found as Maniac Janiac on Twitter and YouTube, on SoundCloud.com as Janiac Magnet, where you might be listening to this now. I'm on Twitch.tv slash Janiac about 19.45 every Thursday UK time. I can be found streaming something or other. Last week we had a bit of fun together uh, with uh, well, we Becky Toil, actually. We, we did have a bit of fun together. <laughs> we did. Um, we, 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 had, we had a threesome and, and uh, played some Jackbox Party Pack. The vod of that is up on YouTube. And we, we might try that again. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, uh, where I put all sorts of random reviews and stuff up. Uh, I can also be found on Badly Designated Heroes. Over on Curiosity Epidemic on YouTube and Spotify now, I believe. Yeah, uh, yeah. and and you can you can find us and find out all of our cool stuff. And we're also on SoundCloud, uh, SoundCloud, YouTube. No, it is SoundCloud. Oh yeah, SoundCloud. <laughs> <laughs> we're in so many places for different podcasts. Too many places for too this many podcast, things. This podcast, some places. That podcast, different places. I keep fucking up the times of when they're supposed to be uploaded. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, that's a real play D and D podcast. It's 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 not quite dice funk, but we have our own adventures. There's a lot of rats. There's I enjoy a lot the of rats. rats. rats my, my character's got a dog now. Yeah, because that's all the name the doggo needed. <laughs> uh, and I'm also on this show, Current Pleasant Strangers, which I do with you. Yeah, you don't need to emphasize here because you're already listening to it. <laughs> Unless you've tuned into just the last few minutes, in which case there's a podcast. Rewind a bit. Rewind. <laughs> So, sing us out, darling. Until next time, be a stranger. Bye.